So let's talk vows we keep, which just came out on Sunday. Um, you worked with Fiona and Zibby and David and stuff. Um, how was that your first time working with Fiona at all? Yeah. It, was, really? it was my first time working with all of them, in fact. Um, the only person on that film that I had uh, crossed paths with before was Guy Christie, um, who plays George. He plays the 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 guy who um, becomes the partner at the event firm that uh, Fiona was trying to get the job, uh, and so he's the only one that I. Oh yeah, paths he, with. he is a oh my god, but he's great and he's very funny. The 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 boss is Herman, I, yeah, the, that's Kurt Kurt Long. He, the I, two of them together are so funny. Yeah. But like, I mean, you saw my tweets. I was like cussing. I, I, I pretty much kept my tweets at G-rated, but at home I was cussing him out on TV. Yeah, which is how you know the actor is good at what he does. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, he makes when, you hate that character. When they get a reaction out of you, you know that that's exactly what they're supposed to do because even if it's a bad reaction, like, oh, yeah. that's what they want. <laughs> there's, there's that one... There's that, I mean, he, it was the actor, Kurt, who came up with this idea of continually getting my name wrong. So when he first me, meets me, she says, Jared, and he's like, Gerard, got it. And then next time he calls me Gerald, and it's like, it's so subtle, but when you go back and watch it, it's a very, it's like a very funny moment yeah. where it's just this guy who's so pompous and, and so full of himself that like new information that doesn't serve him doesn't land anywhere. Mm. And and so the same thing in that flower scene, he just has the moment where he, he's kind of like gesturing at the flowers, like, what is this? And he's like, you guys can do this. We'll go to catering. <laughs> Every time he would do it, we would kind of cut and then all chuckle to ourselves. It's, he's, it was just very, very, very charming and very funny. Oh and in real life, nothing like the character. <laughs> Such That's a nice good, because his character yeah. is a jackass. Oh, he knows how to do it. He turns oh. it on. Yeah. I don't know how you have actors do that. Like how actors could, who's a really nice guy, could like play. No. I would assume we've it's all, we, we've all met. We've all met those people in real life, and yep. and you hate talking to them, but you're also going like, oh, what a great character, and you store it somewhere. So that's what it is. You're channeling. You're channeling the person that treated you like that. I, I was like. I was hoping for Fiona to like slap him or something. <laughs> that would be, that's like the lifetime version. <laughs> yeah. You, um, I do have to say, you have a, you've had a pretty good career on Hallmark. You've done, um, I saw you in a movie with, um, God have mercy, Jesus have tried. It was a cooking movie. Oh, yeah. I did a, I've done a couple of cooking ones. I did um, I Appetite was... for Love with Taylor and Andrew. Yeah. And Marcus Rosner. And, and you also uh, did one with, um, I think it was with Jen Lilly. Yeah, Jen and Brendan Penny. Yeah. Because um, you, uh, uh, you were like in a basketball court scene. <laughs> me, and, me and Brendan still laugh about that. We were like wearing matching tracksuits playing basketball twice to talk about our feelings it was like the funniest weirdest scene yeah um, and literally like neither of us had seen each other's wardrobe so we showed up on set and we were like it looks <laughs> like we went shopping together 
bought matching tracksuits and they were like, want to play some one-on-one? Like, it was very, it was, it was like a very bizarre choice, but we, you know, it was, it was quite funny. Also, neither of us are, I mean, he's, he's decently good at basketball. I am like professionally bad at basketball. And so the two of us playing together, this weird pickup game with all these cameras around, it was like, don't hit the cameras with the ball. I was like, how much control do you think I have over this ball? It's like the ball's going to go where it wants. Yeah, it was, but yeah, I've, I've, I've been, I've been pretty lucky to, to do a, a number of, a number of fun projects with Hallmark. Yeah. Um, well, which one was your favorite? I, I would assume it would probably be Christmas at Evergreen. Yeah. Favorite's a hard one. I have like, I think, I think there are different things that stood out with each of them or with a number of them that I really loved. Christmas Evergreen obviously was very like near and dear to my heart. Um, more than anything, like getting to work with Rukia, like Rukia is a forever friend. We, we know each other very well now. Our families know each other. Like it's, it's a, a pretty exciting thing to meet somebody like that. And also to know how intricately woven our paths were even before we met each other. We like her, her best friend when she was a kid was one of my closest friends in my twenties. And, and like, who's, who, and, and that person's also like a fantastic actress and like none of those paths crossed. Um, our parents crossed paths years back. Like, like her father knew about my father. It, it, it like, there were just a lot of things. So, so yeah, Christmas and Evergreen was a pretty special one. Um, this one actually turned out to be, in my opinion, a very special one. I think the people that I got to work with, you, you, you asked a moment ago, Fiona, and then we started talking about Kurt, but getting to work with Fiona, with David, with Jessica Harmon, with Zibby, like each of them were, uh, I had a very distinct and different relationship with that crystallized within moments of chatting for whatever reason. Like Fiona is one of the kindest, like funnest people to be around. She's extremely funny um, and just always kind of like having a good time and bringing someone, everyone's spirits up. Zibby and I would get into like the deepest of conversations within three seconds of speaking with each other. David is like an incredible multi-talented um, artist, like actor, musician, beatboxer, poet, like all sorts of things. And so he would just kind of open his mouth and deliver these nuggets and you'd be like, what? You can do that too? Um, so he was always very impressive. And then Jessica Harmon, who was our director, just like keeps it realer than anyone has ever kept it. Uh, and so getting to speak with her where nothing is precious, um about art and about all those things was, was you know uh, you, you couldn't have asked for a little like a safer place but a, a more engaged um and connected place so uh this one is pretty special my first one was uh the one <laughs> that i did with taylor cole and andrew walker and marcus rosner and a few other people um uh, appetite for love and i think that also is like one of my favorites because it was the first time i was introduced to this hallmark world and i didn't really know what it was and i was kind of figuring out like what the style was and like what these stories are about and like why we're here doing this. So um, yeah, that was a, a pretty, pretty, pretty special one. And also getting to meet those two leads, Andrew and Taylor, I feel like I got very lucky meeting them first. Um, yeah. And that's not to say like, that's not to speak ill of anybody who came after them, but what was really fascinating about the two of them is they really set the tone for what I should and could expect of peers and co-stars uh, the two of them are such um, generous leads uh, that they make space and time for everybody. They, there's no, there's nothing hierarchical, like hierarchical. Everything is, 
is we're all in this together, collaboratively discussing things. There's a lot of kindness. There's a lot of politeness. And so anytime I would go onto a set and I would not see that, that would be the outlier because they, they had done such a clear job and they were such, in my opinion, stars in that way of making sure that this world behaves a certain way. Yeah. Um, and so anytime I would be on set where somebody would be behaving less than that, they were my gold standard. Uh, so, so that, that project remains very special for that, for that reason, among others. Yeah. Well, um, I was, what it, I was going to say Christmas in Africa was one of my favorites because, um, let's be honest here, Hallback does have a history of whitewashing <laughs> their cast, their yeah. leads. And yeah. you and Rakia, with that movie specifically, was the first, one of the first Black leads in um, a Hallmark movie. Yeah. yeah. At, the, yeah. at the time, it was like, there were only three others that I can think it, of? It was one of a few, exactly. I think in, in that same year, like uh, an, an, uh, an old friend of mine, Ronnie Rowe Jr. was in mistletoe something with uh julie Gonzalo. i think yeah yep. you know, and so in in one in one calendar year you do have like two or three but but it's all everything's the first of something and certainly for hours the two of us getting to be like front and center main people in evergreen three and four next to a holly and and alongside you know ashley and jill you end up with this what i what i like is that you end up with a very diverse group of faces rather than um, all black hallmark. Yeah. All like, cause for me, I'm like, singular is nice. It's great. Um, uh, it, 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 it has its place and it should exist too. But yeah. one is one is no different than the other, right? The, no. the, the, the world is, is multi. So, so what you want to see is multi. And although I recognize that Christmas and Evergreen didn't represent every single uh, every single option, at the very least, we were able to position two and to say like, look, all of this is one world. And that was really exciting. Um, and, and, you know, like we're watching Hallmark do it, uh, let's call it bit by bit, uh, uh, generously, but we're watching slowly. Hallmark do it very slowly. Um, <laughs> but we are watching it happen, right? Like, yeah. and again, I'm terrible with movie names, but you have Jake Epstein and Jackie Lai have a Christmas movie or a something movie, I guess. I don't even know what it is coming out. And so I'm like, okay, well, we're not, we're not ignoring the fact that interracial and interfaith and that these exist. And, and we also don't have to make too much of a meal of it. It can just exist because we're all just people who fall in love and, and, and meet each other where we're at. Talk about interfaith. I, you guys had your Jewish slash Christian wedding uh-huh. And um, and I was beautiful. I, I I posted on Twitter. I was like, I, I never thought I would see Havana Gila play on a Hallmark nice. channel. Yeah. I love yeah. Havana Gila. I love the whole chair yeah. dance thing and the people dancing around. Shoot, yeah. you should have had yeah, that whole scene. <laughs> it was pretty. I know it was pretty wild. And what I liked is that um, they didn't cut away from anything. Mm. Like I I know that that uh, that. Um, wedding even though the movie was moving towards that wedding as a as a finale piece yeah i know that the wedding itself wasn't central to all the plot points yeah but it would have been very easy to sort of insinuate the wedding has had happened without showing you anything yes 
and and I, and I have seen other movies, not necessarily Hallmark, but other movies in the past that did that, that sort of like cut around culture or cut around religion or cut around faith or whatever it is. We just talked about that in South Beach Love where they were doing a quinceanera in the movie, but they never really explained what a quinceanera is or the symbolism behind the quinceanera. So it's like, is it really celebrating culture? If you're not telling what is going on or why it is, because then, if you don't know what quinceanera is or the symbolism behind quinceanera, you're going to look at it as a fancy birthday party. You just might not know. And, and I think television has a great opportunity. It's, it's this very funny thing. If we were in person and I was talking about something that somebody didn't know, they couldn't ask. And if they didn't, they're, they're well within their means to look it up. Right. And I'm a person who sort of goes like, don't make me do the work for you. Go look it up because you can. <laughs> yeah. But television is such a... a is such a crafty medium it's visual so you can explain a lot without um Bird, without it Bird. being yeah without it being expositional yeah you know what i mean like there, there's there's space for it and so in television i come from it i think from the same place you do which is to say we don't have to make a big deal about it about it but we can't gloss over it as if it's not a big deal because yeah. it's a big deal to somebody right like and, and, and this interfaith wedding is a great example. There were just these little moments where they would say, um, where they would say, well, his rabbi is on board and we're speaking to the new minister. Yeah. And that's enough for people to go like, oh, language. Okay, so rabbi and a minister are, are equal within these two religions. I don't need yeah. to know a ton about the religion yeah. to know that the rabbi is equal to the priest. And if I know what a priest is, I therefore know what a rabbi is. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's ways that you can do it. Yeah, without um, smashing your head on what is a Jewish ceremony, you can still like, you know, bring up stuff like what they did with the breaking of the cups, him wearing his yabaka. Yeah. Hup, the, I, I can never say the word correctly. Huppa? 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 Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you just said. You know, and Havanagila, <laughs> you know, it's not smashing your head with this is a Jewish ceremony, but it's exactly. like you're getting like, it's just there. Yeah. yeah. It's part of the fabric of our world. And I think that that's, you know, like, those are the things that I like to watch the most is yeah. where, is where I can look at the world. And it's almost as if like, it's almost as if like, there's a world that I'm seeing outside my window and I can just hold my TV up and it's a reflection. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's just what it looks like. Yeah. And so I don't have to, I don't have to really suspend disbelief. And I also don't have to go like, Oh, how, how special, how unique. Instead I can go like, how very normal yeah. um uh this is a, a this is a little bit tangential but it's, it's it's in the world of what we're talking about superman just released um uh, a new comic where i think the character's name is joe kent but he's the son of superman and he comes out in the latest issue as being bisexual yep. and it's a it's a really big thing on twitter right now and you have a picture of a young you know masculine superman uh kissing somebody and Dean Kane, who famously played Superman, has spoken out about it, uh, admonishing it, and da 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 da. And um, uh, a very, very well-known uh, comic book creator has just responded on his own Twitter, just about normalization. He's like, he's like, and I'll, I'll butcher this; it's a total paraphrase. But his point is to say how wild it is that a hot take which is to say like, can, can you believe Marvel or DC or whoever, whatever that, I don't even know which world they're in right now, <laughs> uh, is doing this. His argument is he's like, it's, it shouldn't be outrageous for someone to do something that is so normalized 
worldwide for a group of people. Yeah. And so that's what we're looking at, right? It's like, this is, this just is what it is. It's a reflection of the world. And, and largely we kind of want to go like, yeah, got it. Rather than, oh, horrible. I, mean, I just laugh at people who say like, oh my God, Trooper Band was never supposed to be gay. And why are we doing all this? And I'm sitting there going, Superman is an alien. Thank you. <laughs> what the right? right? Like, what are we what are we even discussing? Like this is, a, this is a fellow from another planet. We don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and also like it speaks to the way in which heteronormative ideals ha- has really permeated our culture. That that we're like, well, aliens still play by the same rules. We're like, aliens? We're sorry, we're discussing aliens? We're we have ownership over aliens now? Okay. I don't know. I'm out. I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> like aliens, why are it, it, this is also why I, I have given up on Christianity because I feel like they have forced so many of their beliefs onto the world that I'm just sitting there going like, what the heck is wrong with you? Right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, the thing, I wanted to talk mostly about just how um, how does it feel being part of that breakthrough for Hallmark? You know, because as much as we want to gloss over the fact that yeah, you know, it's history and yeah, Hallmark is probably doing it. You are part of that history. How it, it, it's got to be like, yay! I'm holding on to this mantle. Let me, you know. No, yeah, I mean, I, I have, um, if you've heard me speak on this, you, you, you know, like I have many sort of like points of view that I come from. Um, I'm not a person who really celebrates easily. It takes a lot for me to get to a place where I'm like willing to put a flag in a mountain and be like, here we are. Um, <laughs> because I just don't, I just don't agree with it. I don't think it's true. But at the same time, I'm also, I'm also keenly aware that, um, small victories do require celebration so that other people can see them so that other people can be copied in on what it is so from my point of view i am i am humbled and grateful to be a part of uh the beginning of something i'm also um judicious in my understanding of whether or not it's the beginning or if it is a stop along the way uh and and by that i mean to say what what i will celebrate is in 10 years if people are represented with a really high level of diversity and equity, then I will look back on this moment and say, my goodness, I was there. Yeah. Whereas to celebrate today feels, sorry, my, my phone just turned on uh, while we were talking, like the FBI was listening. To celebrate today makes me feel like, um, it, it makes me feel premature in, in a way, or it makes it feel premature in a way, because if in 10 years, nothing came out of it, I will feel foolish. And I will feel like, was I just a pawn in something? Not that anybody else would see it that way, but that's my, my own personal narrative. And so it's important to me, you know, I, I, on one hand, never want to be the person who's only speaking about one thing, but if no one else is talking about it, then I'm happy to talk about it every time. But every time I do, I'm going to say, this is something we should talk about with everybody that when we have a name you know name celebrity number five on the show not just celebrity who looks like me that we want to bring this up because what we're actually bringing up is are you a part of a movement where everybody gets to be everybody's story gets to be told um and so for me personally i am part of that movement and it benefits me uh and it benefits 
my my children and my nieces and and my cousins you know and and like i have friends whose children look like me and who are going to grow up in a world where they grew up seeing someone like them on television which i didn't have the opportunity to do so yeah, i'm thrilled right I mean, like that's what and think is. of how strange that is and how that's foreign that is yeah i spoke I mean, to somebody last year around christmas and evergreen and she was she was uh she was jewish by faith and uh and she was queer and she was like she made it like we were, we had a great conversation and one of the things she made very clear she was like i love the christmas movies but i've never been invited to the party and like even talk even saying that makes me almost weepy like it's it's just so preposterous to me but that's what needs to change right like we you know look i have a three and a half year old if i ever get to a point where he is throwing a birthday party and he's not inviting people to the party. I have a problem with that. And he's going to hear from me because I am a person who really believes that people should be invited to the party that we're not, we're not working to exclude people. We're, we're working to figure out what it means to bring the whole community in and say, let's do this together. It doesn't mean that we're all like arms linked in arms and we're all besties, but it does yeah. mean that we see each other as you belong here and you deserve to be here. Um, Anyways, that's so. So, how do I feel about it? I mean, I'm 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 riddled with conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I was just uh, I was just talking to um, Catherine Kim, who stars in Boyfriends of Christmas Past. In who will be out in two weeks. I was telling her she's Korean American, and I'm Filipino. And we were, we, we were talking about how like as Asian women who are about the same age, we probably have the same stories of not growing up seeing people looking like us on TV. And now we are so lucky to have, to be that representative for the next generation. You know what I mean? Completely, entirely. I don't know if you, um, if you know Donna Benedicto um, yes. or if you've, you've gone to interview her. her or not. Have I you, have you, have to interview her. <laughs> send her, send her a message. She'll say yes, send her a message. She is like, yeah. she is, delightful yeah. um she lives here in vancouver and we we've crossed paths a number of time and became friends but this is a conversation that we have all the time i'm like you're the first you're the first yeah you're you are the first filipina canadian in hallmark as as a lead as far as i know i, I certainly don't oh, know she's gonna be lead she's she is she, she's she's been shooting non-stop this year <laughs> i don't know i don't know what comes out or when it comes out but she is like I can't wait for that to happen. She's, a, she's in, in my heart, she's already a huge deal. On your television, she will also be a huge deal. The other like, people that I want to finally get out of the uh, co-star role is, are the Wongs, Cardi Wong and Nelson Wong. Yeah. I mean, how, like how many Hallmark movies have they been in? <laughs> Cardi, Cardi I, I, don't, I don't know Cardi personally. I know Nelson personally. Um, Nelson's amazing. Nelson's very, 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 yeah. very funny. Uh, uh, I don't know what his track is in terms of where he's going to go. It would blow my mind if Cardi Wong doesn't uh, move into a lead role. Yeah. Um, and and that's again, I don't know him. I've only I, I I watched his work because I was introduced to him through Zach Hug, who yeah. uh, was one of the writers behind Christmas and Evergreen. He did Evergreen three, and then he co-wrote it with Shari Sharp for Evergreen four. Um, and Cardi is one of his like champions is one of the people that's like cardi's amazing so i went back and watched uh two movies that he was in um lord i can't remember the names off the top of my head but um one of them was my best friend's wedding uh i think he was in that uh 
and then the other one I can't remember, but he, he was fantastic in both of them. And so it, it's just, I don't know what it takes, but somebody will see it and recognize it. You know, like they're, let's put it this way. Zach writes for Hallmark pretty much. I mean, he writes for other people, but he writes for Hallmark and he knows that Cardi's amazing. So at some point you have to believe that that um, awareness spreads. Yeah, he's going to get his. I'm sure he's going to get his. Has to, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any other projects coming up soon? Uh, I'm about to shoot something. Do you have a Christmas movie? No, unfortunately. Um, I don't know. Start a petition. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have no idea. No Christmas movie this year, unfortunately. Um, Which I, I feel the same way about as you do, I think. I'm very sad that I'm not doing a Christmas movie this year. That sucks. Um, yeah. We have yeah. A, this is like what? You've done the past two? How many, how many years straight have you done a Christmas movie? I think at least three, if not four. Yeah. I did. Um, I did. Uh, the two Christmas no, and I think I did. I did both Christmas and Evergreens. I did It's Christmas Eve with um, yep. uh, Leanna Tyler. I did. Um, uh, uh, jingle around the clock, jingle around the clock. No, jingle the one that Brooke Nevin, Brooke Nevin was in, yeah. I um, think uh, with Latonya Williams, played my, my wife. Uh, I don't know, that's four, that's at least the last four years. So, what I know, I know, I don't know, Tonya. Believe me, I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I have I have a little thing coming up for CBC called Fakes, which is uh, it's a it's a small role in it. it, it it's it's kind of like, from what I've read, it sounds like. So it's about two young women who start a a counterfeit ID business empire, um, and uh, and they're like high school age. So it kind of makes me think of Good Girls that just wrapped on Netflix, kind of cross with Mean Girls. But, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I've I've only read I've only read a little bit on it, so. I could be way off on that potential log line, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, it, what's your uh, dream role, if you could, or your dream, dream, um, and your dream co-star? <laughs> uh, dream co-star? I, so these are things I don't actually think about, uh, and maybe that sounds strange. I feel like every time I meet a co-star, I discovered that they were my dream co-star, but I wouldn't have known it. I just, I don't know anything about anybody. So until I meet them, it's, it's all like projection. I would love to work with Taylor at some point um, because over the years, I've just really come to love her. I've, I've done a couple movies with her and she was so nice. Um, but like, I would kill to work with Rakia again. I would kill to work with Fiona again. Um, I would love to do something with Zibby, like, you know. Zibby is awesome. I've, I just started amazing. watching Virginia, Virginia oh, Have you seen? She's so good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and was, she's hilarious she's so yeah. hilarious and i, I like the other two yeah she's she's pretty great um and as far as dream role goes you know i i'm not really i don't know i don't have a design on anything i like i like work that makes you think um uh, i like work that has social commentary and uh and that sort of doesn't settle for um the tropes of the past or status quo um, yeah. So typically when I read something, I like, I, I get really excited by reading things that I think um, could break ceilings. Uh, it, 
I, I don't see those that often, unfortunately. I think it just uh, the, the the career path that I currently have it doesn't lead me down that road as frequently as I would like it to. But that said, there are things that have landed on my desk that I've read and been like, wow, this is going to be amazing. Um, whether or not I get them, I don't know. It's not up to me. So <laughs> you just kind of, you show up, you do the work, and you see who it's destined for. Um, if you... Thank you so much for coming on. I had so much fun oh, today. And yeah, I, I hope to talk to you again another time. Because we, we, we've been talking like for how many months now? At least like yeah. since the year started. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. It's like, but yeah. Um, yeah, one thing that you were talking, what, you know, you, you were saying is that you have a voice and sometimes, like, you know, you don't, when others say it, you don't, you, you, you take the step forward to have your voice be heard and say stuff. And I try to do the same thing with my podcast. You know, I, I try to, like, for example, the other day was Indigenous People's Day. I, I didn't see a lot of people posting about a lot, a lot of Hallmark fans, fan pages post about it. I made sure to try to highlight that, especially the actors who were indigenous people who tried to do the same because they should be celebrated. <laughs> it's just about making space. There's enough, there's enough space. You know, like I have actually been less active on social media in the past kind of like six months than I, yeah. than I normally would be. And part well, of you have a baby. Exactly. <laughs> my, Which Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Your baby got like, big. He's he's a tank. He's got some size on him. Both <laughs> both of my guys, my 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 older guy, when he was that age, was also quite big. So they they just got size. You just you just make big babies. Maybe yeah. My my, <laughs> my wife my wife feeds them well. Um, but yeah, between between that and work, I've I've just like backed off of social media. But I'm always kind of paying attention, and you know, I'm always like I'm always online. Um, or I'm always like near my my online feed because I, I am I'm paying attention and I want to know that um, we're participating in the, participating in in sort of bigger conversations uh, than what we're each doing in these tiny moments. Um, but yeah. I do have to remind myself that it is important to celebrate the tiny moments as much as it is to 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 rage against the machine. Like both of those are valid. Um, yeah. We need both of them uh, for for sort of a a balanced existence. Someone said to me um, when I had a TikTok account uh, last, well, I still have the TikTok account. Um, with the whole, I was like, I don't have a big platform. I feel like I don't have the voice, I shouldn't voice, I don't have the voice to, um, you know, an audience really to have an opinion, to make much change in an opinion or whatever. Especially when it came to like, race issues or you know uh, AAPI hate or you know that kind of thing and so what of I somebody who had a bigger much bigger account than me who had like over a billion followers said to me he was like no matter how small your platform is your voice is important because like you know you have a voice and you have like the chance to talk and let your voice be heard about it like it even if no one's listening to you eventually somebody's gonna hear you someone's listening and you really never know how impact how how impact works right like i don't have a very big 
following. Like my Instagram is, yeah. I'm doing something wrong, <laughs> but, but I don't care. Like it's not about, because I, what I do know, whether it's, whether it's, um, whether I'm speaking to people who already espouse similar views or I'm speaking to people who respect me enough to accept the challenge that I might offer, there are still people hearing it. And if, if what little we can offer can engage in conversation that, that moves the ball forward even a little bit, it's worth it because that might cause a chain. Like we don't know how things work, but that might yeah. cause a chain reaction. That person might have a conversation with somebody else that changes them that saves somebody or that, that helps somebody or that has access to a larger platform. And you know what I mean? Like it, it we, we just don't know what the effect of it is going to be. But what we do know is that if we, if we feel it, we know it and we choose to say nothing, we're, we're causing damage to somebody. I always try to think of it through the lens of children, um, partially because I was a child as we all were, but also I have kids and I have nieces and I've watched them go through things that I, I would wish upon nobody. And all I can think now is um, I will speak up because, because right now you cannot. And I'm going to do everything in my power, even if that means that the building collapses on me to make sure that you get to walk out of here better than, than, than would have otherwise or or in some cases better than I had um that's my my point of view and and so if I have the bandwidth and I, I have the wherewithal to to get the words out I'm not usually getting them out because I need it uh I'll deal with myself you know in a dark room with closed doors <laughs> so I'll I'll work through what's happening in here with I did, someone said it before if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything no, at some no, point no. like yeah, you gotta like take a stand. It's only a very famous quote, but it's also they they say it in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which but yeah, like, you got you just have to you know you just have to make a choice on where it is. And my my stance is everybody deserves equality. No, despite race, religion, sexual orientation gender identity, whatever. Everyone deserves equality. But anyway. At the very least, the conversation's important. Yeah. It just is. Thank you so much. I'll Thank see you, you later. Uh, next I'll, time you I'll have a callback project or whatever. You bet. <laughs> I'm you back bet. on no Christmas. I know. I know. Oh, did they, how did they skip you? Who knows? Uh, Who knows? Dude, Ricky has a has a project at GAC with uh, yeah, I heard. Shane. Yeah. So she's cheating yeah. on you. <laughs> I know, I know. I've already we've spoken about it. I was like, she started with him first, so I guess it's okay, but it's not really okay. <laughs> he's 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 a good dude, so it's you well. Know. Technically, he was engaged. They got engaged. Yeah, so. technically. Yeah, but <laughs> we're we're a stronger couple. <laughs> they got engaged via Zoom, so does it count? No, it doesn't count. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I'll see you later. Bye. All right, take care. Bye.